Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Fernandez. And joining us on the show today is a duo, the two, Lauren and Jamal from Atlanta Performance Lab out of Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on, folks? How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Hey. I appreciate you guys being here. Happy Thursday. Thanks. Same to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And look, we're excited to have both of you guys on here. And uh, But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at um, Atlanta Performance Lab, you know, why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you folks get started in the first place? Yeah, you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, great. Um, so Atlanta Performance Lab came about as, uh, so I was an intern for the University of Georgia for that 2021-22 uh, championship team. And from there, uh, I noticed a lot of things that they did as far as organization, as far as structure, as far as um, just, you know, having a clockwork type system where they ran hundreds of athletes in and out of the gym. And I was like, well, when I came back from uh, UGA and I wanted to kind of get into my own business as far as the gym was concerned I wanted more of a structured environment I wanted to make sure that people were getting what they wanted first off you know you do your uh, client consults and things like that you want to make sure that they're getting exactly what they're asked for mm-hmm. and it took some time it took some program it took a little it took a little spice a little you know sugar a little all these things that we kind of mix in there but uh, we were able to come up with a really good program a really good structure for uh, our athletes as well as our general population clients and so that's kind of what our whole goal is, just to provide quality service fitness across the board. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of jump in too. Like we got into the business long ago. So like many entrepreneurs, uh, we started from a passion, not necessarily because we're good at running a gym, but because, right. you know, we're good at moving heavy things and, and motivating people. So we, we actually opened our first gym back in 2011. We weren't even married at the time. Um, and it's just kind of grown and grown and, and we decided to niche down, um, after COVID, you know, you kind of get a chance to sit back, assess things. And we just decided to niche down to, to really what our passion is, which is folks that are serious. So hence the small group training, hence the CrossFit style workouts and sports conditioning. I love it. I love it. And, and let's dive a little bit deeper here into the gym too. So we'll start with the bare bones basics here, folks. And, and so how many members are you guys at currently? Ooh. We're over 50. Yeah. yeah, we're over 50. And they're all either small group sports or CrossFit. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so I'll use myself as the avatar. So if I came in and I'm like, look, Lauren, Jamal, I'm ready to get started. You know, what would I then have to pay to become a member? And what would I have to do to become a member? I'll take it. So um, to, to join into our gym, there's a mindset that you have to have first. So if you don't kind of fit into one of those buckets that wants uh, a weight training program, uh, the expertise of a small group coach or a personal trainer, or if you're not on track to division one or, or, you know, to professional sports, we would not be the place for you. So there, that's the first thing. Like, you know, people don't just say, I want to lose weight in my belly and then just come to, come to our gym. It's not like that. But what we would do is first, we welcome you in. We're very community-based, you know, community-oriented, family-oriented. 
get you in for a, a consultation, figure out what your goals are. We've got a body fat machine. We've got a sauna for infrared recovery. We figure out if you've got injuries, like, you know, where are you now and where do you want to go? Right. So we, we work up a nice consultation, create a roadmap. You'll probably fit into one of our three tracks. And the minimum entry point is $179 a month. And we kind of, I'm not going to say we cap out at 300, but I would say most clients are hovering right around $300 a month for the more specific programming. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's great. And I appreciate the, the in-depth explanation there. I think uh, if I did come in, I'd definitely be ready to get started. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the topic of clients here, so for you guys, what has been the best method to finding new clients? Oh, man. Um, so I'm more of the, the heavy lifter guy. Like my wife does a lot of the marketing, a lot of the, uh, she, she spends a lot of time on the back end, like behind the scenes, just trying to figure out different systems and different uh, softwares that we can use to mm -hmm. try and generate more leads and get them into the door. Um, initially our struggle was trying to niche it out and make sure that we had this, that specific client, the right client. But what we learned from that is that, you know, we can kind of help anybody get where they want to go um, as long as they're willing to put the work forward. So I'm going to let her speak a little bit more about the, the systems themselves, but um, whatever she's doing has been phenomenal over the past, what I would say about six months or so. So yeah. it's, been, it's been great. So Yeah. Cause we basically closed one gym, right. And then open up another. So, uh, cause we needed to refocus, get the rent down, like all kinds of things. Um, so at first I was like trying to do all these like gimmicky type of things to get people in the door. But then I was talking to Jamal one day, I was like, wait a second, let's go back to like how we grew our first empire, you know, which had 500 members, you know, it's a, it was a different model, different model, you, you know, everything on the sun. Cause the average price yeah. point was not $300 because we would not be, you'd be on my podcast. Like you wouldn't, <laughs> it would, if it, that was the case. Okay. We would be having this type of discussion, but what happened uh, you know, we have all over the place. We niche down now. And I tried all these gimmicks, but how we grew our business before was completely organic. Never paid for leads, never paid for traffic. We offered a product that wanted, that people wanted to refer to, you know, they want to tell people about us. And so now that's what we're doing. We're doing free events. So every Saturday we have a free, uh, we call it a boot camp, but it's just kind of like your entry point into what we do. You're going to lift some weights, you're going to run. We offer that. We incentivize our um, our current members to refer to us, and we have built the community. So between community, these like kind of free events to get people in the door, and just offering a quality product, uh, we're starting to see the faucet just turn on. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that, that's great. And I think uh, the versatility kind of serves you well, right? The fact that, and I think it also is a thanks to to the trials and errors that you've been through in the in the past, right? So yeah. you know, doing organic, and then you know probably having to do paid because you're trying to just get leads as much as possible. Yeah, so we do, we are doing a little uh, Facebook ad right now. We're running it ourselves and we have a team of virtual assistants to help us track the leads. So grateful. Awesome. We're grateful that they're trained to talk how we talk, you know, and um, they probably book us about two consults per day. Awesome. Yeah. And the fact that you can grow like with that, because again, you have to go through the, the, the lessons that you did in the past in order to be able to compile yeah. everything together. And then now it just, it compounds, you know? Yep. So yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. And so now, now this is hypothetical here, right? So let's say leads were unlimited, clients were unlimited. Everything was the spot that is going every single day. Let's say 10 a day, five a day. Hypothetically, again, how much can you guys handle? How much higher can you guys go? 
Uh, I will leave that to you because I have retired from training. I just sit behind. I sit behind and help them help help the magic happen. How many can you handle? Uh, it's a, it's a labor of love, man. We I, we figure it out. Um, I'm trying to balance. I think the biggest challenge I've had with so much of this immediate success that we've had since we kind of changed the way we marketed and, and went about getting leads. Um, it's just more so of like trying to make sure I keep a balance between home and you know staying in the gym all day. Um, I'm training upwards of, you know, maybe 20 to 30 people. What is it? A day at a time. Yeah, like sometimes at a time. Yeah. It's a lot. A block of time. And mm-hmm. so my days pretty much start from a 7am and I'm running, you know, clients in and out for four or five hours. And if I could just jump in too, I think since what we've learned um, now, what we know now that we didn't know before is like, you know, creating boundaries, creating white space so you can, you know, work on your program so you can just like sit on the deck and do nothing or whatever it is um, and not just go, 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 go. Like if we have the quality product, the clients will come and if we keep giving them the quality product, they'll stay within the parameters that we want. So uh, we've got the systems in place where we're not overloaded and we have additional, I didn't mention this before, we have a rent model inside of our gym. So we don't actually have people that work for us. We have really highly qualified, exceptionally certified uh, coaches who bring their clients out and we promote for them. So he, I can't say that he's necessarily at capacity, but the goal is for our coaches that are our 1099s that are highly qualified and have their own business. We want them to be at capacity because the more money they make, the more rent they pay to us. I love that. I love the fact that you can have, again, that versatility where you guys are not just a gym, but also a home for yep. coaches as well. Yeah. And, and we help uh, them with everything. We help them with their yeah. marketing. He teaches them, you know, he's a, a CSCS. So he's got oh. all the like geeky programming stuff and they hate, they hate my program. <laughs> it's like a science project, but yeah. Um, yeah. So he helps and that's, out. that's kind of what I meant more about the structure thing. And um, yeah, obviously we, we're definitely trying to, and my biggest thing is just making sure that we get the qualified instructors in there, the qualified trainers in there and mm-hmm. people who can handle capacities, like larger crowds of, of people. So we can kind of get as many bodies in that we can possibly serve, but still maintain that quality though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's super selfless. You know, the fact that you guys can can do that, that double service, right, of serving your clients, but also serving your, not really your clients, but your coaches. coaches. Yeah, you know, so, um, and I love that. So to kind of continue on, on with um, a little bit of the client journey here. So talk to me about, again, I'll use myself as the avatar. So if I came in and, and you know, maybe I'm not ready to join, but I, I want to hear about what you guys offer and what you guys do. So talk to me about, that sales process to then being onboarded to become a client. What does that client journey look like for you guys? So we're still fine tuning that. I'll be honest with you. Um, Cause at one point where I think we were doing too much and then I feel like we kind of offload it too much. And I feel like for most gym owners, until you really get well-established, it's hard to remove yourself as the owner, as the head coach, it's really hard to remove yourself from the sales process. Right. And we tried to do that when we first started, we like got these good folks in here they hungry. Let's go ahead and chunk them the leads and see, you know, and, and, and let's let them grow. That didn't work. So now what we do, we have our virtual assistant set up a phone consultation with me. Eventually it'll be somebody else, but right now it's me. 
because we because between you know in the gym essentially we're the closers so at the phone after the phone discussion you know i talk I, I get right to it what are your goals they all say this they all say like one of two or three things i want to lose belly fat yeah, i want to tone i want to tone yeah. um if it's an athlete you know they got he handles them they want to jump higher they want to be you know whatever it is stronger so after the 15 minute discussion i am then setting them up for an in-person in the gym all right so the in-person could be a class or it could be an actual consultation. We'll do the consultation. It'll it'll be one of us that does the actual consult and we'll decide if we keep them or flip them. And then we close them immediately. So whether you wanna start on Monday or you wanna start today, I collect your credit card and we get started. I love that. I love that. And I think, um, you know, when, and I just wanna to touch on what you mentioned earlier with, uh, you know, trying to hand it off to other people, I think. Yeah. The best thing you like that you can do, and, and then what you mentioned, what you guys are, are doing, which is, I think is very correct, is that you guys are handling the, the direct, you know, conversion between lead to sale, right? Because you both have the most conviction in the gym. And that's what people don't realize is that conviction is what creates that belief in that, hey, I can sell this person for this much money because I'm going to bring them value. When somebody else, like an employee is driven by profit, it's hard, unless they truly believe in you guys as much as you guys do, which again, it's not, it's very hard to get that. You know what I'm saying? Where someone can believe in your system truly, unless like they might say, oh yeah, I believe in you guys, but they're really just there to increase their pockets, which again, you guys need that to open the gym, but you guys are serving the clients and you are there for the right reasons to help those clients, not just for gratification. So I think that's awesome. And it's a great process as well. And so I want to ask you guys a little bit of a deeper question, a little longer one. So we didn't even repeat it by all means, just let me know. Um, But I think it's a good way to kind of self-reflect almost interview yourself. So uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty dominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing. Your client acquisition, which is your sales, and your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you guys could improve the most? Lead acquisition. Yeah, I feel like it's the other one. Or lead generation. Lead gen. Lead gen. What was it? It was lead gen acquisition. What was it? Say it again. Lead gen. Yeah. Client. Client. Sorry. Lead gen is marketing. Client acquisition is your sales. And then retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So rare I would be in the funnel right now for, for we kind of see the gym from two different lenses because I do the marketing. He's actually in there the most. I think that we could dramatically improve with lead gen. And for me being like on the floor, um, I don't think we ever have an issue with like with trying to keep our clients happy or keep them for long periods of time. Once our clients join, it's like they stay forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. Uh, yeah, like we've worked on everything positive work on. But um, we also can't upsell them on anything else either. So it's like that's been a, a very difficult process of trying to get them to understand. Okay, well, we have mind body here. Like, please come in, get your body scanned. Let's get some nutritional work and let's try and figure out ways to you know get a nutrition plan in place, meal plans that will help kind of, you know, guide you in your journey, man. Like, mm-hmm. those, are, those are the tough conversations I have to have most of the times with most of my clients who are hard losers on how to kind of uh, figure out what else can we add to this program to enhance it, so. And I kind of feel like, because the, the base that we have right now is so loyal and they love the product, mm-hmm. I do, we want everybody to be a two-unit customer where they're here and they're either referring somebody, they're buying shirts, they're buying, you know, merch, product, whatever. I think we'll get there before the year closes, before the fiscal year closes, but I think we just need to get more 
in there first. And then I'm like, you know what, let's go ahead and get a full retail thing set up and, and, and do the other things. So I do agree. We need other things to, to sell. Yeah. And I, what I want to want to say first, before I even say anything, is I appreciate the honesty and transparency. Cause I think oftentimes people hear this question, they, they kind of want to be, Oh, we're good everywhere. You know, they want to boast, which is totally okay. But the fact that you guys can be honest with as much skin in the game as you guys do have, I genuinely appreciate it. The viewers appreciate that. And I think it really goes to show that there's, there's, there's still better than great, you know, cause you guys are doing great, but there's still, there's still more to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, and so thank you for that. But, um, and I think, uh, you know, when it comes down to, to Legion or Ascension and things like that, I think oftentimes, you know, um, well, Legion is, is, can be resolved in a couple different ways, right? And there's plenty of ways you can do it, but it, Ascension and Legion kind of go hand in hand sometimes because people don't realize that you can increase Ascension by doing some internal marketing, right? Oh, yeah. But in doing so, you can get leads or you can get them to buy more, um, but also future pacing. I think that's something that Jamal, if you really focus on too, with like, hey, like, you know, you guys are accomplishing this goal, but you guys can get to here if right. you want to do it. And it's going to take this extra because everybody, once they get to their goal, there's still more to do. They're not, right. you Absolutely. know, they can't be a trainer at that point after eight weeks, 12 weeks, 15, whatever, they still need more. And that's when you hear those people who go from like hundred pounds, a uh, hundred pound weight loss to then competing, right? Those are the folks that ascension was high and retention was high and then that ltb is super high so that's that's the goal i think right but the fact that you guys have such a loyal base i don't think that would be a problem for you i think it's about how you implement it but that, that's great stuff again seriously i appreciate the honesty there and so last two questions are my favorite two questions okay. and i want to hear both your perspectives because i know you guys are two on opposite sides of the spectrum here so i think it's gonna be two different answers but maybe it could be the right it could be the same exact answer um so for you guys What's the future? What do you guys want to accomplish? What's the bigger picture? I see Jamal's eyes open up wide, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh, that's that's a great question. So, without cutting my hand off here, like ideally, when I went to get my CSCS, my goal was to try and make it to the NBA. Um, like I'm a former basketball player. I played, you know, against pretty much any and everybody you could probably probably think of. Um, and because, you know, obviously it takes a special kind of player to make it to that level, like I wasn't able to get there, but I, I definitely wanted to continue to educate myself and learn more. And ultimately, hopefully one day, you know, work the sideline with, you know, some of the top NBA coaches in the, in the, in the country, in the world. While that's on pause, my, my biggest dream, I think, is to have a true athletic program, one that offers nutrition, body scans, uh, imbalance testing, uh, symmetry testing, like muscle symmetry testing, like all those different things that are offered at all these other facilities like that are around me that I pull kids from because a lot of the work isn't necessarily what they're looking for because, again, it, it goes back to what the client is looking for and what they want. And I think that we do a really good job on the onset of identifying what they want so that we can provide them the service that they need. And so ideally with that in mind, that's my approach every day is to try and continue to build and you know, get as many athletes as possible and, you know, just kind of, you know, create a like a true monster program, like one where we're really just changing lives and affecting the community positively. And my, my goal would be um, from a business perspective, yeah. uh, there's the, the longevity of a, of, a, of a trainer is pretty short, in my right. opinion, to be moving around barbell, barbells and working with people in person, you know, hour after hour, like there's a ceiling there. So ideally, we want to build a brand to where it's recognizable for the things we want to be recognized for, sports, 
uh, small group coaching and, and these like strength and conditioning weight training classes, that's what we want to be known for. And once we get to the right level, the, the business should be running itself with all the coaches we have in there who are, have their own businesses or doing their own thing and we should be able to sell it. That's, that's, I'm in this business to sell it, not to keep pushing around barbells. I love that. I love that. I love that you guys have a goal. Cause I think oftentimes what I've seen is people who do have those goals in mind, whether it's to sell it or whether it's to hit this number, when you know that as clear as you guys are, are as are right now, I think it makes it a lot easier to get there. Right. Cause everything will just align. You guys will, your, your heart, your mind, your brain, your stomach, whatever you yeah. want to say is going to align and you're going to get there. Surely, whether it's slowly or fast, you will get there. Um, so I, I love that. And I think that's a great goal for the both of you. And Jamal, I mean, I, I think you'll crush that. You, you look like a big dude, so I can tell from him that he's definitely been writing on that. I think I think we'll get there pretty soon. And yeah, I really, my goal is to yeah, like I mean, we definitely don't. I don't want to run a gym forever and ever. Like I, I definitely want to be in a position to where we can kind of shandable plants and you know get out and spread the message even further. And I don't think you can really do that from a brick and mortar, so to speak. I love that. I love that. And so. Last question, and this one I'm really eager to see both your answers. I, I think this one will be a little different, but uh, and we had one guy, I kid you not, like a couple months back, he walked outside for 10 minutes and literally sat outside and thought about the answer for 10 minutes. Oh, no. So it might take a little bit of a thinking, but it's, it's definitely a great question. So, you know, so to both of you, Jamal, Lauren, if you guys could go back in time to when you guys first started, and you knew all those things you knew now, and you can tell yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear back then, what would that advice be for the both of you? Ooh. There's so many. <laughs> so many. The one, the, <laughs> I, have, I have two probably. Um, sure. Pick a better partner. I didn't have a good partner in my first, in our first endeavor. It wasn't me. But yeah, it, it, obviously it wasn't him, but like we had a partner in the, in the other business and we didn't work well together so it made a very long process and this whole hamster wheel thing we were just on it for a long time and I couldn't get out of it so I would probably just pick a better partner and secondly I would hire a coach or a consultant or somebody who's better at running a gym than me because remember I said I got into it because of passion I have my own weight loss story I'm good at motivating people in no way was I good at running a gym so if I could have had somebody say, hey, Lauren, you got all this passion. It seems like you're a talented person, blah, blah, blah. This is how you become profitable. Because we ran that gym for 10, 10 years and didn't make any money. Like, you know, made, made millions, lost millions, nothing. So I would definitely go into it with a different attitude, like what we have now with the new stuff. It's like, listen, we got three to five years to make this thing pop. And this is what the end result's going to be. And we're not going to get burned out on the process and lose money in the process. This is just the way it has to be. And I did not have that mentality or know-how when we first opened years ago. I love that. Uh, man. I probably would have gotten, gotten started a lot sooner. Um, I'm, I'm late to the game when it comes to training. Like I've been training for a little over, you know, maybe 15 years, but it, it was kind of off and on like and it was more it was first it was sports and then it was you know I want to be a weight loss person and then it was you know bodybuilding it was just I'd never had like a real plan in mind when I started training and I, I guess most trainers probably don't but I, I probably would have told myself like hey man find something get really 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 good at it so to, to where you're probably the best at it 
and grow from there. Um, don't, I would also tell myself too, probably, man, um, that, I mean, it's a grind, man. This entire process is a grind. Like there's, there's going to be some mistakes you're going to make, man, but learn from them. Don't continue to make the same ones over and over, which is what we did prior to. We would start out with a mission, see the mission was an epic fail, and then still push forward through just to finish the mission. Instead of just saying, hey, let's stop, let's regroup, yeah. let's figure out where where this isn't working and let's, let's try and make something that's better for, for our clients. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Talk about a mic drop. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> awesome, folks. Like Lauren, Jamal, uh, it's a pretty good place to wrap things up in this episode. But before we sign out, um, you know, please, it'd be my pleasure. Shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you guys may have. Where can people find out more about you and uh, Atlanta Performance Lab? So to find out about me personally, I um, am a business and marketing coach and I'm a gym owner as well. I am at, I am Lauren Powers. Our gym is Atlanta Performance Lab on everything. Facebook slash Atlanta Performance Lab, Instagram, Atlanta Performance Lab, um, and on the World Wide Web. What about you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Jamal Powers. Um, I am a CSCS uh fairly new to uh, becoming a strength and condition specialist, but I've been doing this for an extremely long time. So it's, it's a huge passion of mine. So I'm just always wanting to work with athletes that are serious, with clients that are serious about, you know, trying to reach their fitness goals, whether it's training for the world record and deadlift or whether it's, you know, just simply putting one foot in front of the other one. Mm -hmm. I just want people to get better. I love it. I love it. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone tuning in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us and talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will touch you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have two guests today, Shanae and Glenn of Max 40 Fitness and Personal Training, joining us from Riverside, California. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Doing great. Doing Good great, morning. Good Thanks morning. for having us. Appreciate it. I am, I'm excited to have you guys. I got a pretty in-depth backstory to all of this. And I'm excited to share that with our listeners. So Shanae and Glenn, before we have the business chat and how Max 40 functions and, and everything that you guys do day to day, first and foremost, give us some context here for the people listening. What is Max 40 Fitness in your own words? Max 40 Fitness is a small boutique fitness studio in downtown Riverside. We're located just a quarter mile north of the Riverside Convention Center. And we provide group training, uh, boot, camps, boot camp style classes um, for the community that we serve. 
and we do a lot of personal one-on-one training, nutrition coaching, and we just added some different classes like yoga and dance cardio workout. And it's just something that is birthed, I guess, out of a desire to stay healthy and fit ourselves. We're both over 50 years old. We have a grandchild, and this is something that we want to leave as a legacy for our family, you know, and our our general family, just knowing that you can be healthy at any age. You can be fit. You can keep moving and have longevity and quality of life at any age. That's kind of like what we want. We want people to know you don't just sit down and die after you retire. You can keep going and reinvent yourself and, and, and have longevity. Yeah. Now the origin of this is, is fascinating to me. And like you guys mentioned, we had pretty lengthy full careers unrelated to fitness before we decided to open this. Tell me a little bit about how this whole thing came about. What was the catalyst? What was the idea that sparked internally that said, I'm going to open up my own fitness studio. And when was all of that? So I am 51 years old, and when I turned 44, I gained about 42 pounds in about a two-month span, and um, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, went to the doctor, and the doctor said, we need to jumpstart your metabolism. I said, well, how do I do that? I eat very clean. I'm healthy. He said, I needed to work out, and I'm thinking, why? I, I, I've never had to work out. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I have never had to do that. What do you mean? What kind of workout? So uh, being that I'm a very vain individual, and I was not going to carry that weight around, um, I found a, a local gym, a local boot camp style gym, which was terrifying to me, and a young little trainer that kind of whipped me into shape. And it's something that I just absolutely fell in love with because I fell in love with the transformation. I, mm. I, I would come home and my husband would say, you have, you're changing your body. Like you have changed your body composition. And it just, everywhere I went, women would approach me and say, who's my trainer? Who's my trainer? And, and it, the, it dawned on me, like I could do this myself and I could help other women my age with the same realization that you can be healthy and attractive and strong over 40, over 50. And, and it just kind of drove in from there. And coming from a background as a legal secretary, a board clerk, project manager, um, I understand the, the management uh, and administration of a business. I felt confident that I could train as well as manage a company. And once my husband was retired from the gas company of 30 years as a manager, I knew the two of us together as a team could provide a quality service to the public, as well as being able to maintain and manage the business aspects uh, of what we were trying to do. Yeah. When Sinead first came to me with the idea of opening a gym, I was <laughs> skeptical at best. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she was serious. And uh, for me, it was a dream come true. I mean, I've, I've been in athletics uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, so I played Division I basketball for USC uh, four years and uh, uh, trained people back in the 90s. So this is right up my alley. And, uh, yep. you know, just uh, her to be on board to do this. For me, again, it was, uh, it was uh, I, I did 
jackpot so yeah and instead of a relaxing retirement we opened up a small business and decided to work 80 hours a week Uh, (laughs) now guys a handful of years later i mean this got kicked off in 2018 here we are 2022 a couple of those years were right off to the pandemic and covid and everybody here is is more than sick of talking about that especially from california at least but in that time look back on that with me What's been your favorite part about owning your own business? And what's been the most challenging part about owning your own business? I think for, for me personally, the most favorite part has been the uh, the relationships that we built. Uh, we've had so many different uh, professionals come in here and become members, uh, either with group training or personal training. And uh, even some who have left and based on, you know, where they had to move to or a job change. Uh, we stayed in contact with them and uh, just built you know, long-lasting relationships with, uh, with good people. And uh, for me, it, I take great pride and great joy in providing uh, instruction, you know, proper technique, form, so people don't hurt themselves. Uh, you know, I've had so many people come in who oh, coach, I've had a knee surgery or I've had a hip replacement. So have I. <laughs> Been there. So I, I let them know that, you know, you can do something. You, you just need to keep moving. We can modify uh, different exercises to where you can still sweat. You can still work out. Uh, you can feel like you've accomplished something and you can also just still change your body composition. So, yeah. I think what now, I like the most. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What I like the most is when I put someone on our 3D body scanner and show them a progress scan and they could see the scale, the the went down like this and the lean muscle mass went up and the tears that come down because they put in the work and now they could see the progress. I just get goosebumps every time, you know, that happens, men and women, when they see that it's working, that the system is working, what we put in place is working. We've worked collaboratively on their, to meet their goals. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's a feeling I'll never stop wanting to have. And when I read over 150 good reviews about our gym from cleanliness to support accountability and how they engage with me and my husband and how they how they love us, like it's just it's worth what we've been going through in these last two years in this COVID era to continue yeah. going forward. Yeah. Now, as someone who spent time in the fitness industry it's not all sunshine and rainbows at least (laughs) so turn that on its head for me guys what's been the toughest part of of being business owners so far i think people there's some folks who try to sell you short as far as your pricing and you Uh, know we are always trying to create value for our members you know with like For instance, having alkaline water, oxygenated water for our clients when they're working out, they can fill up, you know, um, just some of the services that we offer that we know other other small gyms do not offer. And people try and kind of undercut, you know, our our pricing or what we should be getting. And they feel entitled to having everything for a little bit of nothing if they can. So that that part of it is kind of tough because you have to be strong and shrewd and say, hey, these are our prices. This is the, you know, where we're going to stay. 
I'm I'm more than happy to you know allow you to go somewhere else if you know if you find greater value there. And business is a really unique industry because of that. And I think right. the price of everything is going up. Believe me, here in New York, the price of everything is going through the roof. Absolutely but somehow right. people, a lot of a lot of society still has probably what they've established as what I should pay for a gym. And it's probably based on what you said, Glenn, like 1990 prices. But here we are in 2022. Right. We need to update pricing a little bit. It's, it's going to take far too long for us to delve into exactly the different packages that you guys have, but from a high level, at least the prices that we had when we opened in 2018, are they still the same or have you guys changed them since then? They have increased, I would say probably 10 to 15% over the last okay. four years. Yep. And so they've gone up a little bit. I want to pick your brain because the last four years have been interesting is probably one way to describe it but from a, a marketing standpoint or even just an awareness standpoint how have you guys gone about finding new members to come and train with you at the gym what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you so i would say initially when we opened up we we relied heavily on paper publications magazines um the local chamber of commerce and we got very little return. When we pivoted to marketing on Yelp, Instagram, Facebook, um, the Nextdoor app, which is a local app here in, in California um, to communicate with your, your community. When we started utilizing those platforms, that's when the numbers started driving to, you know, to, to our gym. There's a several several boutique uh, fitness studios in our area. And so, but I believe that there's enough <laughs> to go around for all of Plenty us. Of people in California. <laughs> yeah, lots sure. of people. And, you know. And I think even the important part of this, like you mentioned, is that your demographic is a little bit different than what many gyms typically would be targeting, right? You're targeting the 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 slightly older probably 35 or 40 plus crowd as opposed to many of your competitors going for the the 25 to 35 category do you know what i mean yeah and we really emphasize form here you know like i said we're both over 50 years old and we don't want to get hurt and we don't want our members to get hurt so part of the instruction that we provide is making sure there's proper form that's that's to me that provides uh, just a safety and security and and it's something that I needed when I came into the whole industry you know for my own personal um, fitness and I had a very young trainer he was twenty years younger than me and he wanted me to lift two hundred fifty pounds on the deadlift because because you can. And it's a, it was real competitive. For us, it's not about competition unless it's against yourself and, you know, um, being safe so you can continue moving and having quality of life. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of our game here, um, making sure we're in a safe, clean environment and the form is as it should be. It sounds, it sounds silly to even say, but like, a lot of those competitors may not focus on that. And that could be a yeah. differentiating factor for you. Well, you know, Joe, that's, that's, that's the a, case. 
That's a great point you just mentioned because I've had so many of our current members who have come from other gyms, not to name any, but they specifically stated that they did not get the proper instruction. They basically came into workout and were directed to the board. It's on the board. That's what you're going to do. Go do it. And there was no instruction, no supervision. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our industry uh, is similar to any industry. I don't think fitness is tremendously unique, but there's good apples and there's bad apples. Right. It is what it is. We can control what we can control. For you guys, I want to I wanna dig into the actual sales process and how somebody signs up. So we get a lead from whatever source, right? We found them on Yelp. They found us on social media, whatever the, the origination of that is. Walk me through what happens for that person to actually sign up as a paying client. So one of the things we try to do is get them in front of us. You know, once they've okay. reached out. Everything Yelp, funnels in. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Once they've, you know, touched the website or however they communicate with us, we really try to get them in the building. We find that once they come in and they meet us and they engage with us, um, they want to sign. You know, we take them through a tour of the facility, show them all the different things that we offer. And a lot of times when, if I think I'm not going to, they're going to be going out the door, I'll say, can I do a quick scan on you? I'll ask them about their nutrition. Because everybody can tell me about walking or, you know, hiking, or I do this many reps, you know, on this load. But when I ask them about nutrition, they freeze, like instant. Because that's what everybody struggles with, right? The 80%. Yeah. So I take and Most them back. of the time, people know that, too. <laughs> yeah. So you could just see the deer in the headlights face. So yeah. what I do is I, I tell them, can I, can, I, can I take a quick scan of you? and see what your um, rest and metabolic rate is, because that would give me a better idea of how many calories you should be eating every day, and that might help you. And right away, they're like, well, what's a 3D body scan? So I take them to my Styku scanner, and I scan them, and then I show them the report, and they, they fall in love with that avatar. And it shows the body fat percentage, their BMI, rest and metabolic rate, how many calories they should be eating to maintain their weight or creating a caloric deficit so they can lose. And they just, that's it. Like, it's like, okay, let's, let's go. And I tell them then a couple months, you know, maybe two, maybe a month or two, let's do a progress scan and see where you are. And if, if it'll help us determine what's working, what's not, do we need to tweak your nutrition, your macros? Do we need to up your activity level? And once they see that progress scan, it's just like you've got them now hook, line, and center. They want to keep seeing that progress. And we're working together collaboratively now for you to get to your goals. It's, yeah. it's, it's like you've got to get them in here in front of you to, to build that rapport and that engagement. They need to feel comfortable yeah. with us. Right. Sure. But Joe, for an industry that's, that's lived and died by the scale for decades yes we need to have a little bit more in-depth of measurable technology from there and it it turns it into a game right you mentioned we're yeah. not competitive with weight on the bar but suddenly i've got something to to measure for and it's i want to get that high score i want to get to that next level i want to do x y and z it makes uh, it tangible it's, it's meaningful to people yeah 
Glenn, we you were saying something. Of sorry. People, no, I'm sorry. We do have a handful of members who um, have just signed up through our website for group training or for dance cardio or for the uh, yoga class. Okay. Or class pass. Yeah. Or class pass. Yeah, which is a third party vendor. Uh, I see. Okay. Yes. But um, in saying that, um, these are people who just have gone to our website, have read the reviews, and they feel comfortable signing up right there online and paying online without having yep. to jump. Yeah. And in 2022, sometimes that happens, right? We find people, the, the buyer, quote unquote, right. doesn't want to talk to anybody. That's fine, too. Right? Yeah. We're, ha we're happy to, to sign you up, and we can do a lot of that analysis mm -hmm. after you're a member already. Right. Yeah. Our our conversation has really just been where do we get the leads from and how do we turn them into members? But for a model like yours, keeping these people around is really where the battle is going to be won and lost. In your mind, besides the the scanner and the ongoing progress reports, what's what's most important to retain these members in the long run? Variety. Variety is key. My husband always says, I'm head of operations. He is the person who sets up the circuits in our daily program as far as what the workouts look like. So they're constantly changing, although we're making sure we're, you know, hitting all the muscle groups and, and providing cardio. He really puts together a, a, a great variety of, of workouts so that they're not getting bored. Also, I think music selection, you've got to have music going that is going to motivate your members. He can, he always, like he, he's really good at tailoring the, the playlist to who's in the room for the day. Like 5 a.m., he's got, you know, a group of people that come in, they all love 80s music. So that's rocking it out like every morning, yeah. you know, and they love yeah. that. They, yeah. Some people are dancing in between you know, uh, breaks and he's really good at honing in on, especially cause we have smaller groups now. So, you know, building that rapport, finding out what they like um, and, and kind of catering to that. The other thing that we're finding with personal training is it's more like life coaching. There is a need for people to be able to talk and share what's what's bothering them and a lot of people fall in here they're broken they're broken yep. kind of spiritually and they need somebody to listen and to you know give that guidance in between pumps like <laughs> you know so it's, yep. it's, it's it borders on the edge of therapy, therapy. For sure. yes it's kind of turning into that so it's more like almost like health and wellness coaching you know it's all yep. bundled into one it's not just physical fitness anymore, which takes a lot out of us, but we're finding that engagement is really important to, uh, you know, keep your clients. And this time of year, there's a lot of attrition, you know, from, yep. from Halloween through Christmas. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. fall off. If I could summarize what I heard from all of that is it's it's the experience right yes people of course they care about the workout they care about the music they care about all of these things but it combines into what they remember right if you ask somebody what the workout was from last Friday they probably have no clue if you ask them about what music was playing I don't know I just remember that I had a great time yes right? exactly. I think that's 
a tremendously important aspect of it. And I think that gets lost in fitness a lot. I think we get so caught up in the sets and the reps and measuring every scientific input and output that we lose that it should be fun. I mean, like this can yeah. be enjoyable too. So yes, there's that component in a of things. Now, Perfect. Yeah. Now, as you guys forecast this out, where do you want to see this in the next handful of years? What's your goal for the business moving forwards? Honestly, in the very near future, we're working very hard to stand up a an online platform as far as coaching online. Because we're in the COVID era. People don't want to come out. California is, is, is different. It's, you know, it's hit or miss. So you have the mirror, the Peloton, all these things, and people want to sit behind the computer and feel comfortable in their home um, instead of going out to brick and mortar. And not only that, but you can reach a much greater audience. On our website every day, we get at least 50 to 100 notifications that somebody from Bangladesh, somebody from Virginia, somebody from the Philippines um, are looking at our website. And I think they're looking for online instruction. And so we do you think do you think that you'll continue to do the brick and mortar in pair with online? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I see. Absolutely. And we have it's no experience with that. Yeah. yeah it's a, We're not it's a fun conversation. It's like the wild west of fitness yeah. at this point. I think <laughs> there are no shortage of, of ways that you can do it really, really well and provide value. And there are no shortage of challenges and hurdles that come along with that as well so it'll be interesting to see how you guys take shape in the online space we're running a bit shy on time but i want to save a few minutes at least for you to tell people where they could learn more about max 40. you mentioned a website you mentioned social media where can people connect with you guys um so we're we're on instagram uh, we're on our website at max40fitness.com um, we can also be reached via email at max, um, max40fitness at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, we're on Yelp. We're on ClassPass. ClassPass is a third-party company that if you're a traveling person for work or you know, you, you're on vacation in another state, if you have ClassPass membership, you can go online and look at their list of local gyms where you could go and work out. We get a lot of drop-ins um, like that. And in fact, that's the crux of most of our um, reviews come from ClassPass. We have, I think, over 155 star reviews through ClassPass from people who are just traveling and coming through and trying our workout. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're, we're, we're on all the social media platforms except Twitter. We don't have, haven't figured out how to <laughs> we don't need it we don't it's have not time relevant. Just, <laughs> but it's uh, not relevant in our <laughs> but yeah we can always be reached through our website mm -hmm. and um our office phone is 951-235-1099 so we look forward to okay. chatting with anybody and if any entrepreneurs aren't there want to call us and get advice or pick our brains like we're we would love to help in any way that we can open book open book. guys that's that's tremendous i appreciate your willingness to share here i wish we had more time because i feel like we just barely skimmed the surface on a lot of what you do but 
it's been a pleasure to have you guys and I'm excited to see how the future is going to take shape for you. I wish you nothing but the best and I thank you for your time today. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Thank you. We're honored to, to, to be here today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description to fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Allie from Monterey Bay Contrology in Monterey Bay, California. Welcome to the show, Allie. How are you doing Hi. today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited to have you here to talk about your you know, Pilates studio, but before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, I'm curious, you know, when you first established this gym business, Allie, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Well, um, I started teaching Pilates in 1996 and had many years of working in other people's studios and seeing, um, experiencing firsthand what was successful and what I felt was not as successful. Mm -hmm. So when I opened um, this business in 2016, I felt like I had a very clear idea of what I wanted the studio atmosphere mm -hmm. to be like and what I wanted this gym to be like. And I wanted it to be a place where people could come and experience very high quality Pilates education, um, could get a really good workout, but also have a sense of community. Um, when I, the first studio that I trained at was called Drago's Gym and it was in New York City in Midtown Manhattan. And I loved the sense of people would come in every morning on their way to work. And there was not just a really good workout that you mm -hmm. did before you went and started your day, but you got to know each other. And mm -hmm. it was always every hour, it was the same wave of people that would come in and out and cross paths with each other before they went on to go through their day. And I, I really admired that. So mm -hmm. when I opened this gym, I wanted to be sure that there was a a small but comfortable uh, waiting area that people mm -hmm. could flow in and out of and, um, and not just you know, improve their health and their well-being, but also establish a sense of community. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, you know, for our listeners understanding of, you know, who you are and what it is that you do in your Pilates studio, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to your clientele? So we, um, Monterey Bay Contrology is a fully equipped classical Pilates studio. Mm -hmm. So we adhere to this system of exercise that was designed by Joseph Pilates. Mm -hmm. And we have people come to learn the system, to work out, to become independent practitioners of the method. And we also offer teacher training. So we also have students who come to study over the course of six months to a year with me to actually become instructors as well. Okay. So what kind of services do you offer? More personal one-on-one? Small we, group, large we group? Offer, um, yeah, we offer uh, primarily one-on-one personal mm-hmm. training. Uh, and we also have duets and trios, which are our small group classes. Mm-hmm. And, but it's all individualized. Um, it, with the goal in mind that people learn this system, that they, that they get it in their own bodies, that they can come and hopefully independently practice it on their own. We are now post pandemic coming slowly back into offering larger group mat classes, which don't require the apparatus to do Mm -hmm. the system. And we also are introducing once again, small group apparatus classes, which are three students in a class type setting where they Mm -hmm. could go through the system and work all the equipment in the Mm -hmm. room as well Mm -hmm. as the mat. So mostly I would say one-on-one, kind of a boutique uh, Pilates studio because we're Mm -hmm. not large in size, Mm -hmm. but we do have the goal with every student that if nothing else, they learn their mat. So it's something that they can do outside of the gym as well. Okay. And yeah, so I mean, I have a basic understanding of, you know, Pilates and how large the reformers are inside of the studio. So I'm curious, you know, with the one-on-one duets and the trios, how many people are you serving right now in your studio? A total number or at a time when we're training? Total number, yeah. I would say our client base, I don't have that exact number for you, Mm -hmm. but we have about... I'd say between 20 and 30 regular clients. Mm. And then we also have, this is a um, destination Carmel. And okay. so we also have people that live here seasonally. So we have mm. a regular Snowbirds. group of people from Texas yeah. and Texas are leaving the heat typically. Mm. And then New York, then they're leaving the cold. And so we do have our seasonal clientele as well. So, mm. um, which can be a challenge sometimes to accommodate because our regulars are very regular. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with the 25 there, is it more of like a daily, weekly, monthly? What is it? Two that to three like times days? a week. Two to three okay. times a week, people come in and work out. And mm-hmm. um, oftentimes we'll supplement that yeah. with a uh, mat class okay. as well. So 25 really tried and true members here coming in two to three weeks well two to three times a week roughly uh, so is that, that number somewhere... actually as i say that it might be a little bit higher because we have three instructors mm. so i i average uh, about 30 teaching hours a week mm-hmm. and my colleague uh one other colleague who averages 15 to 20 mm. and then we have one who um 
is just coming back after a surgery, hip replacement. She was a former dancer. And okay. so she, her numbers came down before she left and now she'll be building them back up when she comes back. Mm -hmm. So we're teaching on average around, I'd say about 50 hours, 50 solid hours a week of okay. the, uh, total. Overall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is where you're at right now with the membership base somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring some more people in and serve more clients? That's a great question. Um, we obviously things slowed way down um, in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of people who did not want to go online. It just was not comfortable for them mm -hmm. uh, or they didn't have the, the system, sort of a space to accommodate it. We also have a large clientele of older adults that yep. getting onto the computer just didn't quite make sense in the same way that not it was for a lot of younger savvy. people. Yeah. yeah. And so um, our numbers went way down on a really positive note. You know, it's been it's been continually, continually rising since mm -hmm. then. But ideally, I'd like to have, um, I have two employees right now, and I'd like to have, you know, between four and five. We have a lot of hours of the week that are not popular here in the studio. Mm. The um, afternoon hours tend mm. to get very quiet. We've got a large rush in the morning. We have a group of people who are more nine to five, working yeah. folk that want to come in in the evenings but we've got this kind of lull which was even common i feel like in new york city um joseph pilates wouldn't let people train in the evening he was like you come in the morning you go to work don't exercise at night you'll be up all night mm -hmm. and so uh but we we're more accommodating yeah but um but i would like to see with my employees and staff have a steady flow that we're available between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Mm. that the studio is open and available for exercise. Okay, so what I'm hearing and is that- And we're not there yet. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is like the morning shift and evening shift are doing really well, but there's a gap in the middle where you wanna bring some more people in. Yes. Is that correct? And there is, and I will say there's a market for it, I'm sure. Uh, because we have a lot of retired people in this mm -hmm. community who could who could come in and work out um, really at any time of day. It just becomes personal preference. And so I also think there's a market uh, for college age students, you mm -hmm. know, in the middle of the afternoon, come exercise instead of that second cup of coffee, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So I do think there's a market for it. And um, one of the things that, you know, I, I don't know if you'll ask about, but I've had a lot of experience with um, trying to decide whether to have uh, staff be independent contractors or be employees. Mm. And I have found over the many years of working in other people's studios and then opening my, my own business mm. that um, having staff be employees is a much better route for me. It costs more from me in the, in the short term, you know, but in the long run, um, I get to establish the quality of teaching. That we're going to have in the studio and that's one thing mm -hmm. that brings you know that keeps you have business. control over that you aspect. have control an independent contractor is basically a renter and as a studio owner you um really cannot tell them how to teach 
You mm -hmm. cannot tell them what to teach and you cannot tell them when to teach. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, for me to have employees allows for me to work with my team and establish the quality of exercise that we want to provide in our studio to talk about what my needs are as a studio owner of when I need people to work mm -hmm. and to establish that real team foundation that allows for us to all work together to share clients mm -hmm. and to work on you know we can take one client and have a card on them and say this is what the goals that they brought to us mm -hmm. and how do we all want to work together to help that client meet those goals and we can really only do that if if i have employees so like i said it costs more for me it costs more for me in taxes it talks costs more for me in payroll services and such but it pays in dividends in my opinion um yeah. it's really been um it, it, it and it, it's where i see in my vision also as a teacher trainer mm -hmm. and training students i would like to see every year that I run a teacher training program. My hope is that one of those students would maybe want to come back and teach in the studio. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I get to establish the quality of the teaching that we're providing. Mm -hmm. So all of that is possible in terms of my vision for the growth of the studio, really because of, um, you know, that they're employees. Yeah, and really just to, you know, hit on the 1099 contractors real quick as a gym owner you aren't able to you know tell them what to do because they're running basically their own business within your business i'm just you know yes. sharing this for those listeners here yes. it's like you cannot tell them what to do because they are their own entity within your business but if you have w2 employees then you have the authority and say hey this is the way that i the way that i want things to go if not mm -hmm. goodbye leave my business yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it helps it, it, to absolutely. also build the vision for the company and mm -hmm. fulfill the mission that you have for it. Yeah. And for those who are listening in California, California has established a law called AB5. Mm -hmm. And they don't we allow are actually unable. Yes. Yep. If, if you cannot have people be independent contractors. And so um, so that was a bummer for many to hear, but really for me and the type of business that I want to run, I mean, there still is a large sense of independence because mm -hmm. I will give clients, uh, give, give my employees clients, but they have to maintain them. You mm -hmm. know, they have to be the excellent teachers that I feel my teachers are, um, they have to maintain that standard that we mm -hmm. have established or clients won't stay. So there still is a strong sense of independence in your teaching, mm -hmm. but we are a team. I'm able to say that here at this studio, we teach classical Pilates and this is the system of exercise that we're going to teach. And I can hold all of my teachers to that standard. Mm -hmm. And that is really something that I'm able to do because of this law and because they're employees. And I also will say that as I grow, a big vision of mine is to be able to provide perks for my staff um, mm. to get to the place one day where there could be an option for, for um, health insurance, that there could be an option for some type of retirement accounts, you know, and all of that is, again, because of this. I've spent many years working in other people's gyms, and, the, and I will say to any aspiring gym owners, don't jump into it too quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, the the experience that I had working in other studios is what 
allowed me to see what worked and what didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And some of those larger gyms that I worked at, um, I worked at the Sports Club LA that became Equinox. Um, I worked at the Pilates Studio of New York. These were all places that even 10, 20 years ago, you were an employee. Mm-hmm. And and with that, you received those perks of being an employee. Um, both of those jobs are the last time I ever had a 401k. Mm-hmm. You know? But these kind of things, you know, really do make a difference. You know, mm-hmm. when your requirement as a um as a as a as an instructor is to build your clientele and someone else is helping to to feed you that, it makes all the difference in the world, as well as um, another sort of thing that I see with some Pilates studio owners that becomes unsuccessful is when they jump into it too soon mm-hmm. and they haven't had the years under their belt of working alongside other people. And mm-hmm. that makes a big difference. You know, much of my teaching comes from working alongside my mentors. And mm-hmm. maybe it was, you know, I wasn't getting paid as much as I felt that I should have been getting paid, but I was experiencing um, other people teaching alongside me and that helped develop who I became as an instructor, you know, 26 years later. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't rush it. I'm glad I spent the years working. Um, I did, you know, when I started to feel like itching to start my own business, um, I, I opened a small little private practice in my home. Like I still worked for the other organizations. Have the and security then I said, there. Yeah. But and also then go I, on your own route. And start to build a little bit on my own. But um, I had a few opportunities early on to, to go into partnership with other people and, and start the studio back then. You know, the mm-hmm. first one was in 2000. And I'm so glad now that I kind of listened to that intuition. And that was when I had gone to work for the Sports Club LA instead. And man, that was the right decision mm-hmm. um, because you learn, you learn from these larger organizations. You learn what works and what doesn't work. Um, you can, you can hone your craft in a pretty safe environment. Mm -hmm. And um, really when it comes to exercise, um, it's the quality. It's the quality of of teaching that you can provide that keeps people coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I agree with you. And another thing with the W-2 is they are able to have the employee buy-in with that, you know, potential 401k or insurance and, you know, all of that. But going back to what we were talking about, you know, prior with that middle day class period, I'm curious, what are you going to do to fill those classes in terms of marketing? Well, a couple things. Um, <laughs> one, it started to happen just naturally with me in that my, my schedules become so full. That if people want to work with me, these are my hours available. And mm-hmm. so they've naturally started. And the same thing is starting to happen with my colleague, Amber. She's filled her morning. And mm-hmm. so now if people want to work with her, it's those afternoon hours that are available. Uh, one of the ideas that I have is um, when we start to build, um, you know, we have since our morning is, is pretty much complete right now, when we bring in a new instructor, it'll be like the starting at, you know, two to seven kind of hours or two Mm. to five, you know, filling up. So they get that evening, they'll be able to really, and then, and then we'll sort of work backwards down the mountain that they fill those earlier, earlier gaps. But Mm. I believe, um, I don't really have, I I wouldn't say I have a solid marketing plan for it, Mm. but, um, but I think that the quality that we provide is starting to show Mm. and, um, 
And I'm noticing that people who call are willing to take what we have available versus when we first opened and um, people were just a little more skeptical. I don't know, I just wanna work out at 10. So if you don't have anything at 10, I don't know if I'll come in. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm finding more and more that people are wanting to take what's available. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think in terms of bringing in more employees, we'll be hiring specifically for mm -hmm. the afternoon and evening time slots. Okay. So in terms of like bringing people in, what are you going to do? Like any ideas of like social media? So, or... Okay. So yeah, so that's, um, so we did a partnership this summer with Facebook, with Meta, and okay. they provided us with an intern. Okay. And she did the marketing for us. Uh, she was learning herself, so it was new mm. to her. So they were they were paying her and they were training her, and then we were her platform for her to mm. to practice. You know, so it was a it was a very a learning experience for everyone. I've not been big on social media marketing. So was she doing and, the paid advertising side, or what was she doing? She was doing paid advertising. She mm. was doing Instagram. She was doing Facebook, yeah. and. Um, what did it do for us this summer? What I found was it, it broadened our reach yeah. uh, nationally. We got a lot more followers from all around. It did bring us some success in my teacher training program. I do a teacher okay. training program through the Pilates standard. We're the only classical training program in this region. So okay. I would get contacted from people further away that said, hey, I wanna come do this training program with you. What it did not do is improve our reach locally. I mm. did not find that it did really anything for us. I didn't have anyone come through the door. And when I asked, hey, how did you hear about us? I didn't get anyone say your Instagram, your Facebook, I saw this on Facebook. So that did not happen for us. Mm but it did increase our volume, our reach, our clicks or whatever you wanna call it, that it did mm -hmm. make a difference. And I do believe it's made a difference with, uh, again, with the teacher training program, because people will travel from further to come do this program with me. Mm -hmm. So in terms of marketing locally though, um, I do have a partnership. I'm a corporate underwriter for our local NPR station. And I'm finding that that has been successful, even though it's it's not cheap. You know, it's a, it, it, it costs a good chunk of change each month, but I, I feel like it's going to a good cause. But we get people contacting us. I don't know if it's because that we do attract a lot of older adults and older adults are listening to NPR. I don't know, but that has been a... Um, uh, a source of, of people walking through the door. And the other source, which surprises me, is my website because it's a pretty simple website, but more often than not, I, I say, how did you hear about us? And, and they're finding me through the website. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I'd say the largest, um, you know, source of, um, of clientele is word of mouth. I get a lot and being of course. a member. I mean, every gym of, business yeah, loves I mean, the word everyone, of It's like, I get this, you know, I, so-and-so is your client. I love what's going on with her. She's so happy. He's really enjoying this workout. You know, so-and-so is no longer in pain. I'm mm -hmm. in pain. Can you do that for me too? You know, mm -hmm. that really is the largest source. But, um, and then another, the last but not least, I'll say that's really starting to happen is the classical Pilates community. Um, when people travel here from other areas is mm -hmm. they'll ask their instructors, look up someone for me and Carmel, and then they'll find me. And then I'll get an email from an instructor that says, hey, 
my client is coming to spend some time in Carmel. And then that's how we typically get these seasonal regulars, I like mm. to call them. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, but yeah, so it's going to be, you know, I'm very much, uh, I, you know, like I said, we're small. We're not trying, I don't want to get underwater with, I think one of the things that saved us in the pandemic was that, you know, trios were the largest size of sessions. Had we been a studio with six to 12 performers mm -hmm. that were completely dependent on these larger classes, uh, I don't know if we would have survived. Mm -hmm. If we had higher rent, I don't know if we would have survived. Mm -hmm. uh, there was an option to bust through this wall behind you and double the the space. And I was really excited about that. And then I just thought to myself, let's continue to grow in the space that we're in mm -hmm. before we go visions of bigger. And I'm really grateful that we did that because um, we might not have survived. Yeah, and maximize the current location. Um, mm -hmm. But I was curious, you mentioned that with the Facebook advertising, it was more nationwide reach. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't local. Why do you think that is? I don't know. And the intern, you know, I talked about it with her and said, hey, we're not getting a lot of local. And she said, well, you know, I'm 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 doing all the local buttons or whatever it is to try yeah. and because you can you can you can set up the demographics yeah. the region the you whatever. can find your ideal persona you can understand yeah. where they live their income every little piece of their interest where they everything literally and that that didn't i don't know that didn't mm -hmm. happen like i said she was learning yeah i was busy teaching so i wasn't really diving into to understand it better but um, I think there's still more opportunity there, but we haven't really um, dove into it. Mm. Uh, and I do, I do feel that it, it had its pluses. The one thing I will say about social media marketing, if you're going to do it, you want to have a dedicated person. Yep. <laughs> it takes a lot of have time. a professional who knows and what they're doing. It has to be not just a professional, but a professional who has taken the time to really understand you and understand what it is that you, the service that you provide because you wanna stand out. And, um, you know, I had to have a, a lot of conversations in the very beginning of like, what's, what does my brand look like? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you know this, this, this intern was in her young twenties, you know, I'm in my forties and I wanted it to, I wanted it to look very, very, clean, very professional. I was like, no exclamation marks, no mm. emojis. You know, that's mm. not me, you know, and this is the studio. This is the, what we teach. And I want you to find my voice in that. And so you have to, you know, it really is a dedicated, um, you want to have a dedicated professional do it and that, and it's worth it once you, once you do that. And she and I, I think worked very well together, but I really didn't have the time to dedicate mm. to it. And um, and so I think that there's a lot more that could have that could have been done, but it's a it's a good platform, but it's not something that you can sort of willy nilly when you have time pop on and post something. And so, you know, it, it, if I do it again, it's going to be um, there are other things business wise that I think I'd like to invest in first. Okay. Um, what are those? You know, my the uh, my short-term goal is to have a um a 
I don't know if I would call it a front desk staff, but to have a dedicated person who is scheduling, who's mm. taking the calls, who um, is able to pick up the phone, who's able to process the accounts and make sure, you know, that um, to, to, to do all of that, mm. to uh, hold clients accountable to our 24 hour cancellation policy. I think there's a lot of holes that when you're doing that yourself, which that's the level we're at right now. So that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, but, but I think that as, as we continue to grow, mm -hmm. um, to have that person doing the bookkeeping, yep. um, to have, you know, I run everything on QuickBooks. I think QuickBooks is an excellent platform, you know, mm -hmm. to do it online. It's been very good for my business. It makes it very easy for me to communicate with my accountant and get everything to them on time. But um, I would like to get to the place where someone who I've taken the time to train Mm -hmm. um, who knows Pilates, who knows my business and can be that um, administrative person. Uh, that would be fabulous because I am, my schedule is building to the point where it's hard, you know, calls get returned at 5 p.m. when I finish mm -hmm. teaching yeah. and um, and not before because I'm not going to, you know, I also am very professional in my teaching. So, you know, while I'm teaching, the phone rings and I don't touch it till until I'm done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, Ali, I... I love hearing that and I'm very excited for you moving forward and, you know, with this studio Pilates, you know, gym business, um, but it does look like we are running short on time, but before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on the social medias and your website? Yes. So we are um, MontereyBayContrology.com is the mm -hmm. website. The handle for Instagram is at Monterey Bay Contrology and on Facebook, we're at Monterey Bay Contrology as well. We're also on LinkedIn, Monterey Bay Contrology. And um, I'm not on Twitter. I signed up for Twitter and just never, it's empty. You'll mm -hmm. go there and find a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we're on the other platforms. <laughs> awesome, Allie. Thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you again for hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Of course. And everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.